Welcome in to the Rock Talk Studio, the podcast where we dissect, analyze, and discuss the world of rock and roll books, documentaries, and movies. Today I'm going to be taking a look at the new Bono memoir entitled Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story. Is this book worth your time and money? Well, in the next 15 minutes of this rock and roll conversation, I will definitely answer that question. And I promise to deliver it to you with all the passion of a Pete Townsend right-handed windmill. I'm your host, Big Rick. Let's plug in. So here's how the show is set up. I do three main sets. In the first set, I review the book and then give the book the official Rock Talk Studio rating. Second set, I take a look at what a true Bono slash U2 fan will get out of reading this book. And then I'm going to flip it around and see if, you know, if you're just a casual fan, is this worth checking out? I'll give you some insight on that. In the third set, it's time to test your U2 knowledge. Going to throw out a bunch of lesser known facts about the band. And we'll expand our mind a little bit there on U2. And then like every good rock and roll show, we've got an encore. This is where I leave you with a must-see doc, book, or movie about Bono and U2. All right, time for the first set. Let's get into the review. If you found this book on the ground, picked it up, and didn't have any clue who Bono or U2 was, I think you would find it. it's, it's a great piece of fiction. It's definitely not like any other rock and roll memoir I've ever read. It's, it's more like a confessional. It's faith, it's fault, it's ego, marriage, resentlessness, drinking, temper. I mean, Bono is a deep, conflicted guy, a real smart guy, a well-read guy, a poet, and a guy that has dedicated his life to activism. And, as most of us know, the lead singer of one of the biggest bands in the last 20 or 30 years. It's funny, while I was reading the book, I stopped a few times and I marveled is like, how does this guy have any time to write and perform all these iconic rock and roll songs? And there is almost more time spent on political situations and his passion for change than on the details about the recordings. And, and he admits he takes on too much and then he will go and take on even more. And it's all to the detriment to his double marriage that he has, one to his wife and to other, the other one to his bandmates. U2, and more specifically, Bono likes to make bold statements. The book's title, Surrender, 40 Songs and One Story, is a little deceiving. The 40 songs are the chapter headings, and they kind of act as like a, a wavering marker on the theme of the chapter. The one story part, to me, is the large understatement. There are many interweaving, witty, funny, honest, bold stories being told here. And love is positioning itself as the overall theme that he keeps referring to all the way through to the last pages. And this love is mainly directed at those two marriages I mentioned. A lot of the book is about his wife and about his relationship with, with the band members. The book is sprawling. It's, it's a big one. It's 557 pages. And it's a story of a man searching, but following him along on his somewhat conflicting path while hanging out with, you know, mega rock stars and presidents and numerous of numerous countries is what makes this such a fascinating read. I like the first sentence of the book. He says, I was born with an eccentric heart and no doubt this is an eccentric cat who wrote a real wordy book, but with the heartfelt depth and honesty. Bono talks a lot about fame being a currency that he wants to spend on the right stuff. And 
The amount of activism he has devoted his life to started at a very young age and continues on to this day. And that's where he spends these fame points in, on trying to help other people. And, and I'm like, am I reviewing a rock and roll book? It, it really doesn't sound like it. I mean, the reason I chose to read the book in the first place was to hear about the music. I, I would consider myself a pretty big U2 fan. The first time I saw them, I was around 19, and my brother and I went to see the Unforgettable Fire Tour, and it was life-changing. It was the most audience-engaged show I have seen to that point in my life, and as I continued to see them over the years, every time I saw them, I came away stunned. They always seemed to top themselves, and the audience was just right there with them. Bono even talks about it in the book. He claims that his desire very early on in his career was to break the barrier between performer and audience. And in all the bands I have ever seen, no one, no one does that better than you two. The book is, is not all activism stuff. I, I, I don't want to you know, sway you there. There is still a lot of great stories about the, the amazing music he's made and, and the three pals he grew up with. The band has been together for 50 years and his friendships, especially with the edge. And I was thinking they rank right up there as creative friendships like Lennon and McCartney, Richards and Jagger, uh, Townsend and Roger Dahlstre. As some of Rock's more successful creative duos, you've got to mention Bono and The Edge. His use of lyrics to get his point across or to set up a mood for the time in his life was he was talking about is another example of the writing Bono displays in the book. So yes, there are a bunch of classic rock and roll tales, no doubt. He definitely has some top-level talent friends. Uh, but taken as a whole, there is a lot to digest in this life. And, and what I really came away with was a whole new appreciation for this man, his heart, and his accomplishments. Bono is a force of nature. He's been about using his intelligence and, and his unstoppable will to do and create not only groundbreaking music, but groundbreaking humanitarian work. You get an amazing life story with this book, Bono surrender 40 songs and i'm going to rename the second part hundreds of stories and that's the review of the book when we come back we're going to slap the official rock talk studio rating on bono's book have a question or a different opinion hey who doesn't we're talking rock and roll here i get it Shout out to me, Big Rick, at info at rocktalkstudio.com. Or you can visit the website to see past and upcoming episodes at rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. You can also request recommendations. Every first of the month, I send out about three or four recommendations. So if you want to get on the list for that, just drop me an email. Again, info at rocktalkstudio.com. Put recommendation in the subject line, and I'll hook you up. Or you can always DM me on any of my social platforms. It's just Rock Talk Studio. So now it's time to stamp the official rating on the Bono book. And, and let me tell you how I set up a rating system. It's one through three. So one is front row center, doesn't get any better, highly recommended book. Two is a loge seat. So it's a good seat. It's not bad. It can be an okay, but it can still be a recommended. And three, you're in the nosebleeds, baby. Bono's book, Surrender, is a one rating, a front row center ticket. The book has to set itself apart from other rock and roll memoirs to get a number one. And, and this definitely does. It, it has to be a unique in its delivery. 
that has to come at it from an un, you know, an unused, engaging angle, and it has to leave the reader with a different type of taste in their mouth. This book definitely does it. When I finished it, I actually said out loud, what did I just read? It's a mesmerizing journey, one I highly recommend. Bono's book, Surrender, 40 songs, one story. It gets our highest rating, a one. This is front row center material all the way. Let's jump into our second set. And in the second set, I'm going to go even further with breaking down the book. And and I want to see if it plays for a true fan of U2 and Bono. And then I'm going to flip it around and see if a casual fan is going to enjoy it also. So are you a fan of U2? Let's start there. Is a U2 fan, a Bono fan going to enjoy this book? I mean, I can't see that a U2 fan would not like this book. It's Bono being Bono, totally unapologetic. He talks a lot about the loss of his mother at an early age, the relationship he had with his dad, the relationship with the bandmates. He talks about a lot of, of his relationship with his wife. And this is just some of the many different topics and relationships he shares about. So if you're a fan and you know a lot about Bono, this book is going to fill in a lot of some of the missing parts for sure. It's going to elevate your appreciation and appreciation for his artistry and the work that he has done, um, not only in the world of music, but the, um, the work that he's done for others. What about a casual fan? It's, it's a wonderfully well-written book, without a doubt. It might be a little too much for a casual fan, and, and the reason why I say that is unless you're into activism and the politics behind that, and to me, this is where the book, it, it does bog down a little bit. If I had to say anything on the negative side, I would say that. It just might be a little heavy-handed on those themes. There is definitely a fair amount of time spent on Bono's good deeds. I mean, the story about them is nothing less than impressive, no doubt. I mean, I can't state enough about what Bono has done for the impoverished. Seriously, it's, I'm not sure this guy gets enough credit for what he does. I mean, I know he gets a lot of um, press about his ego because he, he does have a big ego and he talks about it too, a lot about it. But man, what he has done for people who need help across the world for the lives that he saved, I mean, I can't say enough about that. This guy is way underappreciated for that. So a casual fan has to be ready for a good chunk of the book being focused on the activism. And hopefully that gives you some insight if you're on the fence, maybe about reading this book for a true fan of you too and Bono, or if you've heard good things, but are just a casual fan, hopefully this will give you some insight. Before I move on to the next set, I, I want to share a little bit about what I've been reading and, and watching and what I'm going to be looking at and reviewing and recommending in the next couple of podcasts. Currently, I'm totally overloaded. I was looking at today with rock and roll books, man. Definitely a good problem to have, but sometimes it seems like everything comes out at once. I'm reading a bunch of books. I'm almost through this book called Play All Night. It's a story of Dwayne Allman and the Allman Brothers' journey to the recording of the Fillmore East album. It's by Bob Beatty. Definitely getting my Allman Brothers fix on with this one. It's, it's a good one. And I also just started the new Leon Russell book, And I'm just getting ready to start a new book about rock and roll underdogs called Secret Stars. As far as documentaries go, tomorrow, um, the new Jimmy and Stevie Ray Vaughan documentary, Brothers in Blues, comes out. And I am super pumped for this. I'm a big Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. So that is definitely going to be a show coming up. And if you want to check out what I've, I've done, the past shows, 
You can uh, go to the website. That's rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. Last couple of shows, uh, Abbey Road Studio documentary uh, with a ton of rock icons. I also did a, a really great show on Bruce Springsteen and Howard, in the Howard Stern interview that HBO is running. There's also shows on Randy Rhodes, CCR, Cheap Trick, to name a few. All right, coming up in the third and final set, uh, this is where you two fans are, are going to get a chance to test their knowledge. And the casual fan is going to learn a few things. I definitely did. Is when we take a look at a few unknown facts about the band. All right, it's time to roll out uh, some unknown facts about you two and Bono. Let's see how many you know and how many are new to you. I find a, uh, a few I've never heard about, that's for sure. So let's start with, there's only one person who can say they've not only been nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes, but who have also won the Nobel Man of Peace Prize in 2008, in addition to nomination and wins at the Golden Globes, the Grammys, and the Oscars, and his name is Bono. <laughs> Speaking of Grammys, U2 and Bono have won 22 Grammys, and that is more than any other band, which is pretty crazy. I think second place was either Springsteen or Foo Fighters, but 22 Grammys. Let's do a little Joshua Tree trivia. The original working title of the Joshua Tree album was The Two Americans. Who got that one? Let's stick with Joshua Tree stuff. Uh, three times on the Joshua Tree tour, and I, I saw them a bunch on that Joshua Tree tour, but three times the Dalton brothers opened up for U2. The Dalton brothers were actually U2 dressed as hillbillies doing country standards. And unfortunately, I never got to see the Dalton brothers, but I did see a couple great U2 shows uh, on the Joshua Tree tour. I remember the um, LA Sports Arena show, Dylan came out for the encore, and I'm a huge Dylan fan, and I was in like the fifth row, and I just lost my mind because I saw him coming out of the back before we even got was announced. I saw him coming and I was like just destroyed my friend's shoulder because I was so excited Bob was coming out and then the, one of the greatest U2 shows I ever saw was LA Coliseum and it was um, uh, Los Lobos, The Pretenders and then U2 at the Coliseum Joshua Tree lighting up the torch it was an amazing super super powerful show so those are my Joshua Tree memories and a little Joshua Tree trivia um, let's do some Edge stuff. The Edge has recorded with uh, a bunch of people. Here's some interesting ones. Jay-Z, he recorded with B.B. Uh, King, Johnny Cash, Tina Turner, uh, Ja Wobble, and Rihanna. Octung Baby, let's do some Octung Baby stuff. Octung Baby got his name because during the start of the band, U2, they vowed never to use the word baby with, within any of their songs. So they didn't have baby in any of their songs. And with the Octung Baby album, they wiped out that rule. I mean, they started using baby and they used it over a hundred times on the recordings. Uh, Bono and Dylan stuff. We got to do some Bono Dylan stuff. Bono introduced Dylan to Daniel Lenoir, the famous producer who worked on Unforgettable Fire and Joshua Tree to name a couple. He introduced Bob to Daniel Lenoir in 88 after reading some of Dylan's lyrics and the lyrics uh, turned into the recording of one of Dylan's uh, best albums of the Oh Mercy album. And then that led to a couple years later them revisiting their work and um, putting out Dylan's masterpiece, Time Out of Mine. When asked what Dylan's song Bono couldn't live without, he chose Every Grain of Sand. Dylan invited Bono to sing with him the first time they met. 
and Bono came out for a version of Dylan's song Leopard Skin Pillbox Hat and, and Bono was freaked out. He was so nervous he forgot the words of the song and he made up words during the whole performance. Um, let's finish it off with some of the recognitions given to Bono for his humanitarian work as won an honorary knighthood from the Queen of England in March in 2007. He was Time Magazine's Person of the Year, which he shared with his friend Bill and Melinda Gates in 2005. And France's Légion d'Honneur honor, presented by President Jacques Chirac in 2003. And I apologize for my French. I do not know French. And hopefully I didn't uh, butcher those names too much. What happens when you follow or subscribe to the Rock Talk Studio or leave a five-star review? Well, the reason why I do this is because I love rock and roll. I love talking about rock and roll, and I want the art form, the conversation about it, and the community around it, and the music to thrive. So first of all, to anyone who has left a review or a compliment or a five-star review or any, anything that helps support the show, I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's great to get the support. Another great way to support the show is to tell somebody. So if you had a rock and roll fan out there who thinks you would, they would like something like this, I would really appreciate you telling somebody. That's the way to do it is to pass it along. And I want to do the same thing too. I, I, I want to pay it forward. I want to spread the word about someone I recommend you checking out. And this week it's Anthony Parker. I first saw Anthony on TikTok and he's a guitar teacher. And before you fade out now, He's not your usual typical guitar teacher, so he's just not showing lessons and showing you where to put your fingers. But unlike most guitar teachers, he 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 explains how to play, yes, but he, Anthony, what he does is he mixes really interesting facts, uh, different looks at songs, iconic parts of songs. And what I like best is he has great little stories that push his content past most of what else is out there. And he is a really good player. So check him out. Anthony Parker. His TikTok handle is Anthony Parker EXP. His IG is the.near.life.experience. And on Facebook, he's at Anthony Parker and the Near Life Experience. Anthony Parker, he's our shout out this week. And now it's time for the show's encore. And the encore is it's something extra that I dug around and I found that I want to recommend. I feel like if you like what you've heard so far about you two, and Bono, this is the next great thing to check out. And that's the new documentary uh, that's running on Disney Plus called Sort of Homecoming with Dave Letterman. And Letterman goes over to Ireland, hangs out with Bono and the Edge, and it goes around and sees where they grew up, where you two first started. It features also some really great performance from Bono and the Edge doing um, some of the newer versions of their older songs that they just released. It's a really great documentary, A Sort of Homecoming with Dave Letterman. Featuring Bond on the Edge. Check it out. Thanks for tuning in. Love talking rock and roll. And I appreciate anyone who takes a few minutes out of their day to enjoy the ride with me. Remember, you can find other and future episodes at rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. All right, tear it down, pack it up, and head on down the road. We'll see you next time in the Rock Talk studio.